The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers who were in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday. Now, get ready, because every morning, we're going to open with that. That is the message that has to go forth right now. That little brief message, a minute and 30 seconds, of young people taking a stand. That's what we're going to drive home every morning as soon as the Sons of Liberty starts. So you get a hold of this video, share it far and wide, um, because this is the message that needs to be sent to the American people and the people of the world is to defy tyrants, to submit to God, and to resist evil. Okay? If you want to check us out online, please do so. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, 
And uh, yes, I will do that. Uh, I will put that in the chat in just a moment. It's to a article because I don't know how to get the particular link there, but you can get it out of the article. You can share it or you can share the article, whatever you want to do. I'll do that in just a second. SonsLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the show, uh, that's right. Our guests are here. And uh, at least for me, you can see the face that's made for radio here. Just go down on the right side of the page. And I am the second video down um, for whatever reason. Oh, okay. I haven't refreshed it. Anyway, this is going live here. And you can click on that. You can enlarge it. Or you can click on the platform itself and you can join us in the chat. A lot of friends over there. We appreciate you guys every morning being here and uh, and supporting us. Also, at 3 p.m., you can catch Bradley. His video is right above from yesterday's show right above the one where we're streaming live. You can catch that at 3 p.m. Eastern, or you can watch yesterday's show now. Also, right above that is a subscribe area. Subscribe to the newsletter. You get all the articles we put out for the day, me, Bradley, and our contributors, uh, as well as the morning show archive, the one I talk about. We got the video. We got the podcast. Anything that we talk about, you'll get the video I just played with the teenagers uh, speaking out against defying tyrants. And so uh, that's in there, too. We don't rent your email. We don't sell it. We don't spam it. Okay, you get one email from us. Also, if you want to support us, there are buttons at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly and become a son or daughter of liberty. And we also have a store there, T-shirts, hats, water bottles, coffee mugs, books, CDs, videos, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and not only does that aid you in your sphere of influence, but also it helps support the Sons of Liberty, and we do appreciate that very much. Now, this morning, uh, I, I got something from Kate, and I've got some information to open up. And before I get to that, I just want to let people know something. If you guys remember Lauren Price, and I made mention of this the other week when we had Tony Roman on, uh, Lauren had been just a, a faithful gal to, to our veterans. And Lauren died and she rendered so much. She she really did to our veterans. Those who she helped can tell you. They were without benefits. They were out any, without anybody taking care of them. Some of them even had some of these stolen valor. Uh, you know, and look, I'm all for going after people who, who are engaged in stolen valor. But some of these guys, there was one that we helped together. And uh, when that happened... We worked together to to get him straightened out because he, his was all the way back to Vietnam. His paperwork was so messed up he couldn't get benefits. And the Stolen Valor guys were going after him. And Lauren worked tirelessly to help him get his benefits. And uh, she's gone. They're going to have a memorial service for her tomorrow. I'm going to put the link in there. If you guys remember Lauren, uh, last time we had her on was August of last year. Um, I'm going to have that link in the... Uh, uh, the archive, as well as the obituary. If you're interested in that, I'm going to have that on there. She was a friend of the Sons of Liberty. She contributed to Sons of Liberty, and we appreciate her service to our veterans uh, and to our country very much. Now, with that said, we've got Dr. Kevin Corbett and also our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimerani, on today. And uh, for some reason, I've got us. I got to load all of us up here and hide me because. I've got my own little screen here. <laughs> All right. With that said, uh, good morning, uh, Dr. Corbett and Kate. Good to see you guys. Hello. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning Kate. Yeah, good to good see morning. you guys. Now, you guys have uh, some news, at least Kate's telling me, that uh, this, you know, Dr. Corbett, one, the first way I found out about you 
was through an article you wrote about the Nazification of uh, the UK and the healthcare system there. And we're seeing they're really pushing that, that that's almost complete if the people don't push back. But I, I got a sense, I got a sense there's people who were going along with it who are now realizing what's going on. And uh, that's coming to the light. We're going to have uh, a lady by the name of uh, Kirsty. I played the video for you guys uh, back when I did the Tony Roman show uh, without him. <laughs> I played his video. So if you guys remember that, we'll have that in the archive too. She's supposed to be on uh, Monday, Lord willing. And uh, Kate, you had a chance to talk to her as well. I don't know if you want to include that in sort of an opening comment that you got for today. Okay, so Kirsty is a registered, well, was a registered nurse. She's come off the very corrupt nursing and midwifery council register. Um, I interviewed her. She's also now on our Telegram group, the British Nurses uh, uh, Nursing Alliance, and she's now um, on there as admin with myself, Dr. Corbett, and uh, Catherine Lyonnais. So um, she has given very harrowing testimony. Uh, she did her videos, which people have seen. She's also got other videos where she's filming that the, the hospital beds are empty. Now, for me interviewing Kirsty, which I will be loading today, I've had real problems loading anything anywhere. Um, the real thing for myself was I was asking her questions as a nurse. And she was telling me that she reported her concerns not only to a hospital workers union, but she reported it to the government and to the Nursing and Midwifery Council. And they, they told her there was nothing to do with them. It's clearly nothing to do with them that the patients might be getting murdered or certainly um, they're being left and it's attributing to their deaths. So she also told me something that was very disturbing, that she was seeing patients coming into the hospital where she was working. She's a bank nurse. She worked in many clinical areas. Prior to this, she'd been a charge nurse. That means in charge of um, a residential care home. So she was talking how PPE gear was locked away in this care home, how they weren't allowed to use it, and how patients are being moved to COVID wars. But going back now, she was saying that the paramedics are bringing patients in. They are admitting patients. Whenever you have any patient that is admitted to hospital, be it through trauma, blunt trauma, they've, they've been sick, they've been ill. When someone has a car accident, you never just assume it was, it was human error or mechanical error. One has to... Um, it's like being an investigator. You have to ascertain whether there was anything going on in their physical body that caused them to lose control of their senses or their, their ability to control that vehicle or why they, they might have stepped out in the road. So you would test everything. It's not just looking for physical. Uh, it's about checking their, their blood sugar, check, doing an ECG for their heart, uh, finding out if they maybe have had a, a trans ischemic attack, a stroke, anything. So what she said is these new admissions, we would always ask, past medical history, have they had any recent surgery? You would look into the hospital notes on the system to see if you could ascertain any past medical history. Maybe that patient's not able to tell you themselves. Do they have any relatives who can tell you? They're GP. And so you would ascertain if they'd taken any drugs. You would ascertain if they'd had any recent vaccinations, which are drugs. And now with this new paperwork, there's nowhere on the paperwork, have you just had your COVID vaccine? Nowhere. The patients aren't being asked. The paramedics weren't giving this information to the hospital. And what she's, she's actually um, seen is patients are coming in 
with pre-existing medical conditions getting much worse and they've had the vaccine. Now, the reason that really pricked up my ears, not only as a nurse, but one of my patients who I took on last year, who'd had her gallbladder removed, she's in her 30s, and as a consequence of that, she then got Crohn's disease. The drugs for Crohn's disease, it tells you in the literature, cause cancer. She then got thyroid cancer. She put on four stone in weight. Uh, that's um, whatever that is in kilograms. There's 14 pounds to a stone and 2.2 pounds to a kilogram for the American audience. She was now unable to look after her children or work. She was on so many drugs. She was actually having seizures because of the drugs. Now, I took her on. And this was all in a two-year period. And we got her off all her drugs except her thyroid medication. She was on cannabis oil then rectally. It was getting rid of all her pain. And she thanked me at Christmas for saving her life. I didn't save her life. God saved her life and showed her what to do. And she did it herself. I just guided her. She was off all medication. She was up looking after her children. She'd lost 29 pounds in weight. She'd taken her children to a pleasure theme park the day before the consultation. I didn't recognize her on camera. Then four weeks ago, she went and had the vaccine. Within a week, she's in hospital. She's bleeding rectally. She can't get up. She can't keep food down. Now she's got lots of changes in her large bowel, not just her small bowel. And they want her to go for procedures. I'm sorry, but if that were my patient coming into hospital, I would very quickly put the two together. What were you doing different? I had this. Now that leads me on, Tim, to the document that I told you to look at today. This is a document that's come out and they're looking at what the hospital admissions are going to be for this third wave. This third wave. They're actually admitting in that document the Pfizer vaccine, 40% of those that had the trials developed COVID-like symptoms. Go through that document to point 10. Go down to point 10. It tells you in there, the second wave, the more likely you are to be hospitalized and die, it increases with each vaccine that you have. So you have the ones in the first wave, they had one vaccine, second wave, two vaccines. They're saying that the third wave It's going to be 100% of those that are vaccinated are going to go in these hospitals. If you think you're going to head off into those hospitals and they're going to save you, you're severely misled because as Dr. Corbett will tell you, the ICU wards are very small. You might only have 10 beds. Remember, all these nurses have been vaccinated as well. Lots of them, care assistants, doctors. This, And they're saying vaccine failure. If you keep rolling down and read that, There's no such thing about vaccine failure because it's not a vaccine. It doesn't stop transmission. It tells you in the documentation. It doesn't emit an immune response. It tells you in the documentation. It never was a vaccine. It's a death shot. And when they roll out the 5G technology, 60 gigahertz and above, you can call me whatever you like. I don't care now. I really don't care. You've been told enough. It's in your hands. The only one that's going to protect you now is the Lord above. So it's not a vaccine. It's a death shot. And when you've had both your vaccines and they roll out that third wave, it's a wave, the 5G technology, you are going to get sick and more than likely die. And we also now know that Allianz, Bupa, they won't insure you if you've had this experimental 
device inserted into your arm and it's now in every cell of your body replicating making new viral components throwing off spike proteins like daggers that are sitting in all your organs just waiting and that's just one of the mechanisms of death it's got over 20 dr sherry kempenny's wrote a document when that third wave hits and remember go back to the 2012 opening ceremony of the olympics go watch it you saw the coronavirus, you saw the charge, you saw the virus creeping along the stage in black, you saw the big black figure with the syringe, you saw the nurses then acting, dancing, then you saw them acting like robots, you saw it all, they like to show you, this is the devil at play. So you can't even give blood now, the Red Cross tell you can't give blood if you've had that. It's not a vaccine, it's a kill shot. If your loved ones have had one or two of these, You need to keep them away from the 5G technology. Turn your Wi-Fi off. Remember, 2.4 gigahertz opens your blood-brain barrier. That's your Wi-Fi. And in this device, what it does is it blocks the protein, causes prion disease, this very aggressive dementia that stops your frontal lobe working, tension, tact, tenacity of endeavor. You won't be able to focus on a task. You won't be socially aware, but you will lose facial recognition. You won't recognize anyone, not even yourself. This is like a zombie apocalypse. If you've had that vaccine from one of these idiotic vaccinators or worse, a nurse or a doctor, and if you've done that, you're complicit in a crime. You are complicit in a crime. If your loved ones had it, report it to the police. Ring up the police or go online, report it as a crime. Get their, no- get their name, get their number. When you report it as a crime, if no one comes back to you, you report it again to the IOPC. Get flooding it. This is what we need to do because if any of you cops out, are watching, out there are watching, your loved ones are going to be having this. People that you know, your friends and family are going to be having this. And then eventually they're coming for you as well. That's Dr. my rant over. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Corbett? Well, you made reference to a paper that I wrote last May, um, Tim, on the COVID Nazification of the National Health Service. And in that paper, I set out what I'd observed up till May last year, which was the increasing control that the United Kingdom government has exerted over health, welfare, and education in the UK. And this is very similar to the same process that happened in Nazi Germany in the 1930s. It was called Gleichschaltung, and that translates roughly to control, command, and synchronization. Basically, it translates into English bringing into line. And by that, the German government led by Adolf Hitler brought the whole of the German culture, education services, health services and welfare into this Nazified totalitarian concept. And that is exactly what the British government have done with COVID-19. They brought the whole of society through the Coronavirus Act into this concept of COVID-19. And that's why nurses like Kirsty that Kate interviewed this week, have had this experience of being driven by death protocols, patients being denied treatment, patients being given do not resuscitate orders, patients being turned away, a whole cutoff applied to 
huge numbers in the population and different groups, older people, people who are disabled, people with pre-existing disease and people with cancers and all sorts of diagnoses that are pre-existing to COVID-19. So this whole process, it's not just about healthcare, it's about the whole of society. Everything's become a COVID tyranny and everything is being seen through the lens of COVID-19. And that is a mechanism of control and command that all the governments, to greater or lesser extent across the world, have been engaging in, in order to bring in this global reset, this economic reset, which is the replacement of the real by the virtual. And you can see that through every part of society. So basically, when I wrote that article last year, people read it with disbelief. And some people could see what I was saying, other people just laughed at it. They didn't like the word Nazification. And I asked them, show me another word. And they could never give me another word. And now a year on, nearly a year on since that article came out, which was touted a lot in the United States, as interviewed by Braschek in the US, Celia Farber published the article, and so did other websites. And now people are seeing that article exactly for what it is. It, it, it led the way, like Kate's interview in the radio, the local radio last February, it blew the gaff, it blew the whistle on what was happening. And people now realize it. And they're not laughing now, Tim. People are not laughing now because they're having their loved ones turned away from hospital. They're having DNR orders slapped on them. And they found that their relatives have died without them knowing through a do not resuscitation order. And also we're living in the era now of this, this injectable device that's being rolled out across the population that is a, a, an experimental tyranny. It's part of this command and control and everybody's being coerced into having it. But if, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't. And we don't know the true numbers of who are having it and who are not having it, because you cannot believe what the government is saying over here. You cannot believe the official statistics and you cannot uh, um, believe the official reports. But all the nurses that we are contacting through the British Nursing Alliance, which Kate and I have set up as a support group for nurses for the 21st century. This is a new group. It will form a new nursing register eventually, we hope, and we are working towards that. This group, they've shared all their experiences and it's all evidence to support that what I said last May is absolutely correct. They've been caught up in this whole system like flies in flypaper. They've been caught in a trap. This command and control in German, the Nazis called it Gleichlandstun, if I can pronounce it correctly. I apologize if I've not pronounced the German correctly. A command and control. And this is a COVID-19 command and control right through our health service, our education service, our welfare services, even our banking service, our economic services, our economic lives have been influenced. Just like in Nazi Germany, this is exactly parallel to what's happening. And if people don't wake up enough to come out against this, we'll be in a situation like Nazi Germany where it's too late and people will be caught in this genocide. They're already caught in it to a greater or lesser extent. 
But there is some hope that people can turn this around through their own sovereignty and autonomy and exercising their own decision making against what the authorities are telling them to do, against vaccination, against masking, against the dangerous antivirals. Now, this is exactly the same as Nazi Germany. I would argue it's exactly the same as what we saw with HIV and AIDS in the 80s and 90s. These injectable devices for COVID-19 misnamed vaccines are actually direct parallels of the killer drugs AZT, DDI and DDC that came out in the 1990s. Like the COVID vax today, AZT and its associated antiretrovirals were all fast-track drugs that were killer drugs. They wiped people's bone marrows, they destroyed the metabolism of the individual. And to a greater or lesser extent, that's exactly what's happening today. So okay. that's my view on where we are. Okay. And this, now- this new COVID vaccine actually, uh, it starts to destroy your immunity. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not a vaccine, it's a device. And, it's just, the same thing. and just like the AIDS drugs, the AIDS drugs created AIDS symptoms. So when people took the HIV AIDS drugs, they were told, oh, when they got the symptoms due to the effects of the drugs, they were told, oh, you're HIV positive, so it's the HIV that's doing this. But actually, it was the effect of the drugs. And something like AZT, you've only now. got to take couple of weeks and your bone marrow, your MCHV would go down. You could tell the mean corpuscular volume would change. You could look at it on blood results and you could see that patients were taking this drug. And after a few months, the bone marrow was badly affected. They developed all sorts of opportunistic infections and they were told it's AIDS and AIDS was put on the death certificate. Just like COVID today, these vaccinations, injections, these antivirals they're giving for COVID, They will all produce COVID-like symptoms. And when people die, they have COVID stamped on the death certificate. Well, people shouldn't accept these death certificates in the UK. They should refuse to accept them and challenge, challenge them through the courts and have proper autopsies done on the bodies. People can do that. Individuals can exert that pressure. All they've got to say to the authorities when they're called to collect the death certificate is, I'm not accepting it, and I'm going to challenge it in court of law. And they'll find that the coroner then has to come in and an autopsy has to be ordered. Once you've had an autopsy and you don't like the results of that or you want to question it, you can ask for a second or a third. You have a right to challenge these things. People need to exercise their autonomy and sovereignty. Indeed, it's your own autonomy and sovereignty that the government is taking off you. It's taking that away from you. And those are God-given rights. They're given to us. God didn't tell us to believe. Jesus Christ didn't tell us to believe in him. He gave us sovereignty and autonomy to make our own decisions. And it's the same with our own health and well-being, our own bodies. We have sovereignty and autonomy over those. No government should dictate what we do and what we put into our own bodies. And that's the bottom line that people need to abide by. And Tim, Tim just to add yeah. on to what Dr. Corbett said, um, what we're seeing now is a lot of nurses. When I first came out last year, a lot of the nurses didn't like the fact that, first of all, I pulled them up for dancing on TikTok videos, which was vulgar, and on any videos. Vulgar if it was a pandemic to be dancing. It was unprofessional. But also I actually pointed out that many of them were obese. Many of them were overweight. Lots of them were obese and some were very morbidly obese. And I pointed that out because we are indeed healthcare professionals. We are meant to be ambassadors of our 
of our what we we've chosen to do of this profession and um they didn't like what i was saying but now of course time's gone on and they now realize that they are being caught up in this and they're being uh, instructed that they must have this device inserted into them and one particular hospital in london has a designated doctor who's been taken away from his role and his role is now to coerce the staff and they if they refuse to have it they have to stand before one of their managers now this particular doctor will be receiving from me in person by hand a genocide notice which i'll be delivering and this is a whistleblower a senior nurse who i've been uh, speaking to sent me photographs she showed me all sorts for months but now you see the nurses are realizing that they've been played you know demanding that we all go out on a thursday night and seal clap for them um priority shopping giving them um stay home protect the nhs the nhs is empty they're turning people away i've got so many patients now who can't get care one lady that's dying and so this is what's happening and we even have these macmillan nurses and the first word out of what a couple of nurses mouths were have you had the vaccine i'm not sure that's what their role was as macmillan nurses to coerce to have this device but so now the nurses are coming out they see it for what it is and they're realizing they've been played they have been mm. put forward as the patsies as the nurses and doctors of the third reich to start killing people and be complicit in the crime by negligence or by standing by and facilitating the the death be it by not and, and let's not lie here dr corbett and i will tell you this this has gone on for the last 30 years patients have been systematically murdered in the hospitals be it with the liverpool care pathway or anything else i've seen you know i remember an oncologist saying lots of his patients they just starved because you see used to see the elderly and the food was plonked in front of them they couldn't eat it they couldn't help themselves to it and then the, along would come the kitchen staff and it would be taken away so these patients weren't looked after we've had endless inquiries there's always an inquiry somewhere with some hobnob at the top getting paid a load of money and we saw Harold Chipman kill over 200 people Beverly Allen there's been loads after that i'm sure there's been lots that were never found i know in my career i've seen mistakes i've seen things done and people kept quiet the one good thing about nurses though generally is they all run into all four corners and point at one another and grasp on each other doctors tend to all run into one corner and stick together and hide it and um that's actual fact so so now we have nurses that are willing to come out but many of them are still too afraid to speak up if you don't speak up you're complicit in the crime and if you don't stand trial in this life you're definitely standing trial in the next and by keeping quiet you think it's going to save your job it's not going to save your job any more than it's going to save your life or your children's lives they're now doing these death shots on children and we are only 5 years away from artificial intelligence who will be the 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 doctor of the future that will come on screen and and all that technology that's there so keeping quiet you're literally putting the nail in your own coffin lid and that of children and your loved ones and if you see someone doing something and you're not speaking up you as well as killed that patient yourself i'm sick of saying it now i've got no sympathy for any of you that sit there and go i don't want to get into trouble i've got mortgages to pay we've all got mortgages to pay yep. we've That's all right. we're all in this together and their right. next thing on the agenda is they're going to take your houses your cars your furniture your investments your pensions they're out to take the lot 
So you either step up now and open up, or you're going to be right in it. And That's it's right. as simple as that. That's right. Kate, one of the things I wanted to do, uh, and, me, and I sent you the, the brief video. It's only about 50 seconds. This young lady, she looks young. She looks like maybe in her 20s, maybe early 20s. I don't know. Healthy lady. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, she got the Johnson & Johnson deal. I want people just to look at her state and listen to what she says with regard to the things that you're talking about. Here she Tim, comes. Before, hold, before you do hold that, on. Tim. It's, it's uh, coming. Johnson, hang on. Johnson hang on. Johnson hang on. Yesterday. Nobody knows if this is the reason that all this stuff is going on, but started with chest pain, um, paralysis on my left side. Um, I was rushed over via ambulance to Baylor, Dallas, where I have had numerous scans done. I have had about eight seizures in the last two days, never had a seizure before. They did find a three millimeter brain aneurysm. I am currently hooked up to my EEG so they can monitor my seizures. All right. Now this is the this is the girl saying she had the uh, the J and J here. You wanted to say something about that, Kate? Well, first of all, um, the messenger RNA vaccines have the have the ability to change your DNA. This Johnson and Johnson vaccine, not a vaccine, a device. This is a fragment of DNA that they're putting into you. Ten billion miles of DNA. That's what you've got in your body. Take out a piece. You put a piece in that shouldn't be there. You translocate. Move this piece over here. It changes you forever. This young girl, if she'd have come into the emergency room when I was working there, we wouldn't have had, we would have been 99.9% sure healthy young woman has this and this happens. The chances of it being just by chance are very rare, but this is, this is not a one-off. This has happened to loads and loads and loads of people. And the elderly that it's happened to, they're just not reporting it. This is what Kirsty said. They're not reporting it as being from these experimental devices. The sad thing about this young girl having this, this Johnson & Johnson uh, devices, this can only get worse. Even if she recovers from this aneurysm, this is now, it's not like any other vaccine. When they're damaged, you can offset some of the damage by doing heavy metal detoxes and, and programs to reduce inflammation. This is like no other. This is just now in her DNA. This is replicating. This is working on her body more and more and more. So it can't be stopped. I mean, there's, there's so many like this. It's shocking. What about all the elderly and the disabled? Nobody's shouting for them. No one cares because we've been Nazified. They don't matter. They're old. They're smelly. They're disabled. They don't contribute to society. No one's out on the streets for them. Are we seeing videos of the disabled and the elderly that have died of these experimental devices? No, these are the ones that they're keeping quiet. So for this young girl, we can only pray for her. But for this young girl on there, that's less than 5% they're showing you. There is another 95% out there that's not being reported on. People wake up, get reporting this as a crime, get reporting it. And then the police can stand trial as well if they try and hide our reports. This is shocking, absolutely shocking. I don't know what, you know, turn off the BBC, turn off your newspapers. Oh, I was going to say, wipe your behinds on them, use them for your dog poop. <laughs> this is real media, what's happening. Um if you're taking your child, if you're taking your child for these for these experimental devices and your children are going to die, if you're pregnant 
and you are doing this to your unborn child, unborn child, then you're 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 just literally taking them to the altar of sacrifice. That's Amen. what you're doing. I agree. I, I think the what I would say to that video, uh, Tim uh, and and Kate Shamrani is. It's very sad to see that. I was very sad to see that video. I saw it the other day. And my heart goes out to the woman and her family. And it is only with vaccines and pharmaceuticals that the health services will never deliberate and say X causes Y. They always say, oh, we don't know what caused it. We don't know what caused this adverse event. We will record it. They will never say that vaccines cause that sort of damage, which we know they do. They cause that sort of damage regularly. This has been happening for years and years and years. And now people are seeing it with these new injections, these dangerous injections called misnamed vaccines, COVID vaccines. And you'll see more and more of this. And as much as you see this, the authorities will act to wipe it away, to ignore it, to misattribute it to something else. And they'll say that her aneurysm was already pre-existent and it would have ruptured anyway and blah, 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 blah. They will act to downplay the effects of the vaccines because we know the pharmaceutical industry has a main line into government finance and to the governments of the world and that they have a fast channel to defuse any uh, mobilization against them or try to legally. And this is the sad thing about this. I'd also like to say, to come back on what Kate Shamarani mentioned earlier about nurses and doctors being designated essential workers. This is just like what the Nazis did in the 1930s. They had essential and non-essential workers and people were bracketed to one group or the other. Who decides what's essential? We had the Archbishop of Canterbury here, the head of the, the state church here, the state Christian church, saying that going to church on Sunday was not essential activity. What an unchristian thing to say. That man cannot be a Christian, even though he's leading the Anglican Amen. church in the UK. And a church, in my view, that was invented for the sexual proclivities of Henry VIII, so he could have more than one wife and he could create himself as Pope in England. But that is just my view. But also we've got these non-essential workers and essential workers. Essential workers, those are broken down into other groups. This is very malignant what's happened, these labels, essential, non-essential. And you've got the government telling people who can work and who can't. This is not what we should be accepting. The government is not empowered to tell people to shut their businesses and to shut, shut up shop and go broke. This is absolutely diabolical that this has happened and that people have allowed it to happen. And people have consented to this, just like in Nazi Germany. Everything that happened in Nazi Germany was legal within the German law. It was all legal what Hitler did. Nothing was illegal within Germany. And that's exactly what the British government's been doing here for over a year. They've been passing laws, left, right and center, that are immoral, unchristian, and unethical and they've been allowed to get away with it because they put these things on the statute book and said they're new laws but they're not laws that have been voted in by parliament and have the groundswell of the british population they may have um you know these fast-tracked 
um, you know, um, voting um, polls saying that they're popular, but that's not a proper election or a, a franchise. It's not a, pro a not a franchise. It's not a proper election that's agreed those laws. It's not a proper vote or a referendum for those. And even with that, I would argue that these are illegal laws that are unethical, unprofessional. And it's because we've had these that the British government have been able to get away with what they've done. People have been cowed and frightened, just like in Nazi Germany. Hitler ruled through fear and coercion, just like Boris Johnson's doing today. Fear and coercion has guided all the COVID laws and restrictions. They've all been brought in under the umbrella of the law. And that's just like Nazi Germany. But that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it right at all. But because people haven't mobilized against the government, they've been allowed to get away with this. But now we're seeing more and more mobilizations. We're seeing more people coming out in demonstrations and rallies. And they're going to have a big problem on their hands because this is getting bigger and bigger and people yes, are waking amen. up. Amen. We've had hundreds of nurses join us in the British Nursing Alliance, hundreds, over 200 already in a few days. In another month, that will probably be double or we hope treble. It could be as big as 2,000. And that's the tip of an iceberg. Those are the people that are prepared to come out and stick their hand up and say, I'm against this and I'm going to fight it. And how many of those were us last year? Very few, but now there's many more. In another year, it will be bigger. So we're hoping that this will grow and grow. Indeed, that's what we're working towards. Amen. And I'm glad to hear that there are people who are waking up to that because, you know, Kate, uh, before Dr. Corbett started coming on weekly, uh, which we're glad to have him come on. I know a lot of people love seeing you guys together. Before that, we were on YouTube and we had all of these, what do you call them, government agents <laughs> popping in the chat saying how ridiculous all this was. This was before the vaccines, and you were warning about these things. And they were calling you names. They were making fun of us. They were making videos. Ha ha, I got a red nose as a clown and some funny hair. Uh, you know, I, I guess people think that's cute and all, but when you're talking about people's lives, uh, this is not something that is, is to be joked about. And yet these are the same fools who are doing it, who are going to be, they're the useful idiots today who are being used by these modern day Nazis, these neo-Nazis, and they're going to be the first ones who are offed if they get their way. And Kevin, I'm glad that you brought up the fact there are protests that are going on. This thing, they, it is growing and the mainstream media is completely absent from telling the truth about these adverse effects, about the deaths from the vaccine. I mean, come on. Do we really need, I mean, I, I understand it's a procedure to go through an autopsy, but we really need that when somebody has these injections and, you know, within 24 hours, a week or something like that, they're having all these serious health problems and even death. Do we can, can people not put two and two together? It seems to me it's very simple to do that. And, uh, of course, I get it. There could be some rare cases where it's something else. But, come on, when you've got thousands upon thousands, you guys have over 4,000 dead from the injections. Uh, well, you guys are pushing near 200,000 in the adverse effects in just a few months in the U.K. We've had uh, over 2,000, I know that, and well, uh, you know, several tens of thousands in America 
And that's that's coming from yep. the quote unquote authorities who are telling us, and that's only a small percentage of those that get reported. That's yeah, you know, I it's it's a very small minority that get reported in official statistics. We know it can be as little as less than one percent. It's certainly less than ten percent. And the thing about that is, the important point about that is, is they will ascribe any adverse event to something else other than the vaccine. And any death, they will ascribe it to some other phenomenon other than the vaccine. It is, and so that 4,000 deaths, or how many you're seeing, is a bottom line that the government has underplayed and undercut again and again. So it's absolute, like a condensed statistic. Most of it's evaporated. So there's probably huge numbers more that have been reascribed to something else. They will never admit that a vaccine death is a vaccine death. And people who fought this with MMR and all the other vaccines, HPV and every other one since the Second World War in the UK have had to fight for years and years and years. And even then, the government will pay out on the vaccine damage scheme, but they will not admit liability. They'll just make a payment after 10 years of fighting. So this this is what we know already, that this is a con. It really is a con. The pharmaceutical industry has the government by the balls, basically, financially and ideologically. And they call the shots in many countries of the world. Look at JFK Jr. with all the children's health defense. Look at all the law cases, the legal cases that had to be brought just to get one legal uh, judgment in favor of vaccine damaged children. It's absolutely diabolical. You know, that's the only word, diabolical. It is satanic and it's evil. And we know this now. So many people are seeing this. I'm afraid it's too late for many nurses. They've already been part of the whole process. But I'm glad they're coming out and they're supporting change and a new era, Amen. a 21st century nurse that's going to be a nurse of the future. Yeah, and I'd just like to add to that what Dr. Corbett's saying you know, when you go into the hospitals, the hospital kills, as I like to call them for the last three years, because it's all about, remember, the, as, as Dr. Corbett and I were talking this morning, what's actually happening now, it's a sick, twisted version of Russian roulette. But sadly, not one of the chambers is full. All of the chambers are full. It's not when you get it. Uh, it's, it's Sorry, it's not if you get it. It's when you get it. So you are going to die, whether it's immediately, shortly after but it's definitely going to shorten your life and it's going to give you hideous, hideous diseases. Now, it's always been in medicine that when they accept that that's their patient and they do a diagnosis, then they are legally and professionally accountable. And so they guard that. They guard their reputation, their accountability, uh, like, like the police guard their pensions. You know, when the police get reported, the, the thing they worry about is their pension because they get a big, stinking great pension. Well, you know, we, we as nurses, remember, this is a small minority of people at the top that would fit in one room. So who are actually the perpetrators of this entire crime? We are. We are. We allow it to happen to one another. We turn away. People were murdered in the streets in former Yugoslavia, in Rwanda, in Germany, in, in wars in the Middle East, in wars all around the world. People looked away. 
People looked away. They were, didn't want to go in, even though they were outnumbering the perpetrators. We saw the gentleman up north, the restaurant uh, cafe owner, who was punched in the face by a police officer. Now, everybody that was there, there must have been 10, 15 civilians there. They all filmed it with their phones. You only need two to film it. One to film it. The other one is corroborative evidence. The rest of those people should have jumped on that cop, got him to the ground, cuffed him, phoned in to the police and said, 999, we've got a cop that's gone crazy. We fear for our safety. Um, that's what they should have done. Instead of standing there filming it, what does standing there filming it do? We already said that the whole system is corrupt and we are the ones that are allowing this, this to happen. We're allowing it. We're saying nothing. We're turning away. So we can stop this. Now, as nurses and doctors, you can stop this. You just say, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to report it. As for your nursing and midwifery code of conduct, and I know you watch this show because I read one of your bundles that you sent to me. Um, even though I, I've resigned, I don't want to be part of your corrupt organization. Um, you know, even there, even there, these nurses, um, you've already broke your code of conduct because it's you're responsible for your acts and your omissions. So by allowing it to happen, it's an omission. You've already broke your code. So screw your code and start thinking that above your code of conduct, above your contract with the hospital, is the fact that you have a duty as a citizen to protect everyone else from genocide. It's your human rights. That's exactly what it is. And that's what we should all be doing, not just filming it, not talking about it to our mates. Get out there and say, no, this prison cell that we're in is invisible. We are allowing it. And with all respect to everyone that marches, and I want to see everyone on their feet for the disabled, for the elderly. Let's get the disabled out. Let's get the elderly out. Let's surround them. Let's protect them. Let's see the TSG bring their truncheons out on the disabled in wheelchairs. I'd like to see that. Cowards. That's the the riot police who actually bring the riot to the people. They're not in there to stop the riot. They bring the riot. That's right. So uh, let's see everybody on the streets. But better than that, better than protesting, open your businesses. Open your businesses. I've never heard any muscle man go, oh, I can't go to that gym. They've not got insurance because the council's taken their license away and a weight might fall on my head. I've never known a weight fall on a big muscle man's head. So you know what? They don't care if you've not got a license or insurance. They don't care. So if everyone opens up and everyone says to the council, shove your license, I don't care. Nobody had insurance decades ago, years ago. Good Lord, I used to sit in the car. We had a car with a seating capacity of five and there'd be 10 of us in it. My dad would be driving us all to the park. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that we should do that now, but it's gone mental. I know. Well, it it has. It has. Kate, let me. It's mental. Yeah, let me. I don't don't mean to cut out. I don't mean to take your thunder there. I I like the passion. We'll let you run over because you guys are staying over, right? I can do 15 minutes, but then I've got to go. Walk okay, all right, we're gonna the, we're gonna keep you guys educate on the forest. I want I want to put I want to put this in because you know, Doctor Corbett, you said it was a sad thing to watch the girl who had had the vaccine, or it's, it's it, I mean, it's sad to read any of these stories. And a lot uh, Health Impact News, you know, they're getting beat down. Well, look, you, Health Impact News gets props up from us for the reports they're giving on what these things are doing. But I, I just want to remind people, Psalm nine six. 
16 and se- excuse me 16 and 17 uh, and following say this the lord is known by the judgment which he executeth the wicked is snared in the work of his own hands and then it says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget god now there's an interesting comment commentary uh, from John Calvin on this, and <clears throat> he talks about not forsaking the poor in this time, right? And here's what he says. For the poor shall not always be forgotten, the assertion that God will not forget or forsake the poor and afflicted forever is a confirmation of the preceding sentence. By it, he intimates that they may indeed seem to be forsaken for a time, Let us therefore remember that God has promised his assistance to us, not in the way of preventing our afflictions, but of at length succoring us. After we have been long subdued under the cross, David speaks expressly of hope of expectation, thereby to encourage us to prayer. That's calling upon our God, our King. The reason why God seems to take no notice of our afflictions at certain times, the oppression that's coming, because he would have us awaken to him by means of our prayers. For when he hears our requests, as if he began but then to be mindful of us, he stretches forth his powerful hand to help us. David again repeats that this is not done immediately in order that we may persevere in hoping well, even although our expectations may not be instantly gratified. And that's the message. I hear the doom and gloomers, especially here in America, who have bought into the lies of dispensation. Oh, there's nothing we can do. All we got to do is look for the rapture. Let's pin to tell Antichrist and all this stuff. And they're talking about Mark of the Beast. Look, I believe... There was a mark of the beast, first century. I've been through that. You can see my show on it. I'll put it in the archive. And this is an application of that. When the state is, has become God and telling you what you will and will not do, let me tell you something. If you go along with it, that is a mark. You're either going to obey God with what you do and what you think, or you're going to obey the tyrant, one or the other. And here is this passage. God is willing. He is willing to give you what you are willing to first ask of him so that he may be glorified in it and what you're willing to stand for. Guys, we're about out of time here. There's about 30 seconds. And I just want to tell the people at Red State Talk Radio, we're going to hold Dr. Corbett and Kate over for 10 or 15 minutes, something like that, because they're fired up this morning. We We want to get that passion out and get the truth out to the people who will listen. You guys share it any way you can on social media. If you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, jump on beforeitsnews.com. Uh, it will be up on our new uh, platform of Rumble, which is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Go there and subscribe. We're going to be going there live next week, Lord willing, from what I understand. We're set to go live sometime next week on Rumble. That's where you can catch us, beforeitsnews.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. Right there on the right side of the page. rest of you guys have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Monday morning we're going to have Kirsty with us. See ya. Okay, all right, we want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and uh, we appreciate you guys hanging with us. I know some of the some in the chat room, they actually like it when we go over, and I appreciate that they want to uh, be a part of this, too. They're taking the information, <clears throat> they're taking the talk radio and making it do radio. They're being uh, used in their sphere of influence. You know, we all have parts to play. You guys are in the UK, I'm here in rural South Carolina, 
everybody's spread out all over the place. And you know what? God has a good purpose in that. He's going to use you where you are if you'll be faithful to him. And so I just wanted to give that word of encouragement before the radio show went off because it just struck me. Some people think, and I watched a video the other day, well, if God was this way, he wouldn't let these kinds of things happen. Wait a minute. These are the same people that say they don't like tyrants. They don't want dictators. But they want God to be a dictator to stop them from doing all the wicked things that they do. That doesn't make any sense. But the fact of the matter is, is that God is a good God, and he is good even in his judgments, folks. Do you know he's going to be glorified in those who go to hell as well as those who go to heaven? Yep, because he's a just judge. And everybody that goes to hell gets what they deserve, and everybody that goes to heaven gets exactly what they don't deserve, okay? And that is because of the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice upon the cross. Kate, I didn't mean to cut you off. You got some thunder there. I want to I turn it back over to you if you, if you want to preach a little more. I've got some boxes of frogs in my head. I forgot. <laughs> no, I was just, look, you know, I, I had a day where I was just overwhelmed with all of it and thinking, oh my word, I how is this going to pan out? What are we going to do? And I've got my own kids that I'm trying to every few weeks, I send them all this don't have the don't have the vaccine, don't have the vaccine. And we know, you know, we've all seen what my son did. He comes back and says, show me evidence. And, you know, the one thing I remembered, and I keep going back to it was Dr. Corbett said to me, you know, and you've heard him, he's got this very gentle, calming voice, 99% of the time, then occasionally hits high pitch and we pull him back. And he said, uh, he said, the seeds of its own destruction are sown into their plan. Yep. And, and he's correct. And why is he correct? Because God's overseeing all of this. That's why we're being shown. We're being shown the truth all the time. But do we have eyes to see and ears to hear? Or are we deceived by the devil? The devil's biggest deception was, was uh, you know, leading us all to believe that he doesn't exist. But these people who were calling the enzyme Luciferase, who were making the patent 060606, in order to, to worship Satan, they have to believe that there is a God the one true Lord and King. So it's all there. It's all there to see. And, you know, as as he said that to me, that gave me a lot of hope and faith. And it's true. And we will get through this. And you gave me something to listen to. And I'm through two of them. I listened to each one several times. I don't believe this is end of times. And I've heard a lot of people talking about the rapture and the pre-rapture, or we're going to get taken out. And, and, and you know, it, sitting there doing nothing. Now, yes, I... Somebody criticized me for even saying, you know, Muslims have a, their, their faith, they say, inshallah. But I'm just looking at that God willing and God willing that we will all be here. Yes, God ultimately decides. Our, but he does give us free will and he wants to see that we're out there. And Which is the psalm? Well, he where- uses he uses means, Kate. And this is what people don't understand. When I say God is sovereign, when I talk about from the reform position, which is where Calvin was, which is where our forefathers were, people who don't know your history, those who established America, they held to the Reformed faith. I mean, this is what it was. When they talked about God being sovereign over all things, that he decrees all things, there's nothing that happens. You sinners out there doing your sin, that doesn't happen apart from God's decree. It doesn't happen apart from his will. But then there's his prescriptive will that says, you're supposed to do this and you're not supposed to do this, and God uses means to accomplish his ends. So... <clears throat> 
When people sit back and say, oh, God's just going to handle it. Look, I just read to you. Yes, I believe God goes before us and fights our battles. I spoke about this with Tony Roman. I spoke about this with uh, uh, Pastor Arthur. Um, I, I was saying his name wrong. Uh, Pavlovsky. I'm supposed to say it that way. Uh, but I'm speaking about him in Canada. Those guys believe God will go before them. He'll fight the battle, but they're they're not just going to sit back on their couch and eat potato chips and say, God's going to handle it. They go and do what they're supposed to do. They do their duty. They leave the results up to God, and God does conquer his enemies. 1 Corinthians 15, that's the King Jesus. He's not waiting to rule on a postage stamp piece of land in the Middle East, you know, on some literal throne there. He's been ruling and reigning for a long time, folks, subduing all of his enemies, and that's where our hope's got to be. You wanted to ask a question? From the Psalms? Oh, yeah. I was just saying, what is that? Um, you know, I, 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 I'm just learning as well. And I'm loving my new book, The Pilgrim's Progress. I have to highlight every reference as I read the page to the Bible. It's great. It's I highlight great. Each, and then I go to the Bible and I read that reference. And it's quite remarkable. And what's interesting is what Dr. Corbett talks about um, when he talks about uh, Henry VIII, defender of the truth, and how he... he um, he created the Church of England merely so he could uh, make his marriage to Anne Boleyn and his divorce to Catherine of Aragon uh, legal. And and this Dr. Corbett's educated me on all of this history to a greater depth. But and of course the Pilgrim's Progress is linked to that. So mm. it's wonderful that I've had these two men on the screen who didn't know each other who both told me things from a different angle. It's amazing. You told me long ago to get the Pilgrim's Progress, Tim. Uh, Dr. Corbett told me about uh, Tyburn and what happened there. And um, there's so much to learn. But this one, and it says, "My, uh, what, what's your treasure? I believe it's what's your treasure. I was listening to a chiropractor speaking. And, you know, when you make your treasure, it's in the Bible somewhere, my treasure um, when you make your treasure your money and your your worldly belongings, then 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 it goes against everything really that that's we're supposed to be. Well, I, I think I think what yeah I think what you're getting at is that whether we have riches or not, where where our treasure is, there our heart will be, and that is focused on. And I I love what Pastor <laughs> Polovsky what he had to say. He said, you know, it's what we're doing for God that we take. If we're really doing it for him, that's what we take out of this life. If we're doing it for ourselves, it doesn't matter if we're accumulating wealth and giving it to the poor or whatever we're doing, or, or, we're, or we're poor and we're receiving it, whatever the case may be. Whatever we do, we do for the glory of God. Paul says whether that's eating or drinking, I mean, it gets down to the most mundane things. That's what we take, that's what we take with us. That, is where our, that's, that demonstrates where our treasure is. Is it from a heart of gratitude towards God doing what he's commanded because we love him, because he showed us love in sending his son to, to die for our sins? And, you know, one of the interesting things, you talk about the Pilgrim's Progress, and I'm glad that you got that. You know, we used to read that to our kids. Our kids were, of course, we had the illustrated version. It's called Dangerous Journey. You can pick that up anywhere. It's a, it's kind of a big book, so kids can see it, but it's, it's lengthy. And um, all throughout that, you know, one of the interesting things, and I'll just give some people a little history, and then, Dr. Corbett, I want to get your comments. One of the things is, is the guy who wrote that was a tinker. He was a tinker, mm. and he was a preacher. And mm. John Owen, who was a great scholar, wrote some great books. You ought to look it up, folks. John Owen, read some of his books, great theology. 
But John Owen was asked, why do you go listen to that tinker? Why do you go listen to John Bunyan? He's just a tinker. And he said, oh, if I could preach and have the people's ears to hear the way the tinker does, I would give up all my studies. And the reason was not because both men weren't of God, but but God had so blessed the ministry of John Bunyan. You know, he wrote Pilgrim's Progress in prison. He had lost his family. They had thrown him in jail because he was a preacher. And um, and people don't know that history, that men have suffered, they have sacrificed, so that we might have the truth today that they bore, they bore witness to in the past. Dr. Corbett? Well, I was just reading about, you know, Kate was telling me that she's come upon this text, which I must admit, I was taught at school about John Bunyan and Pilgrim's Progress. And I remember reading a long time ago, I I hate to say how long ago, but he was jailed, Tim, for being in a group of six or more people practicing their own faith outside of the established church at the time. And he was put in jail for being in a group of six or more people. Now, I'm being prosecuted in the United Kingdom courts at the moment for being in a group of six people, seven people. So I was in a group of seven people last May and I was filming people speaking out against COVID. That was what I was doing. I was making videos. And for that, I'm being prosecuted. Now, I'm not saying I'm a modern day John Bunyan. Don't get me wrong. I would never even come close to the... Uh, the magnanimity of, of that man, you know, he's, he's a great person. I'm just nothing. But the, the parallel is there that people today are being prosecuted for stupid things, for non-existent crimes. Just like in John Bunyan's day, it was a ridiculous crime. People organizing to practice their own beliefs, their own religion, should never be prosecuted. How is that dangerous? But of course, in in his day, it was dangerous to the authorities to practice, to think, or to talk in any other way than what was prescribed by the authorities. And that's the parallel to today. And I'm not alone. Kate's already in the courts as well. Other people who've spoken out last year are in the courts. We're not alone. There's loads of us. And they're all Nazi-type crimes, they're all cooked up, they're all invented um, laws that are not true laws, and they're certainly not God's laws, and they're all really political trials, show trials, to a greater or lesser extent, and we're hoping that they'll all evaporate at some point, but of course that's a hope, the reality is they'll probably go ahead. So there's a lot of parallels to John Bunyan, and what happened to him. And as you said, he was a very humble person. Yep. And like the other person that spoke out in Tudor England, Elizabeth Barton, who was a prophetess, who was able to say to Henry VIII exactly what he was doing was against God's law and was wrong. And that's why she was put to death by Henry VIII, because she told the king on two occasions, what you're doing goes against God's law and it's wrong. Simple as that. That's why the government turned on her and they disemboweled her and cut her head off at Tyburn and they put her head on a spike at the Tower of London. She was the only female, Elizabeth Barton, the prophetess of Kent, 
who was killed in that way by Henry VIII, the only woman whose head was put on a spike. It was all these men they did that to. But he had a particular distaste for this prophetess because she spoke the truth to power. To Henry's power, she spoke the truth. Very like Kate Shamarani today, speaking the truth to Boris Johnson's corrupt government and corrupt health service. And for that, they're trying to round on her. Well, they won't put Kate's head on a spike because of what happened. Well, okay, Kate, we're, we're, we got to let Kate go. I know because uh, she said she's got 15 minutes. Kate, you got a last word you want to give us, and then I'm going to close this out here. Yeah, I have six criminal charges against me, which are pathetic. Uh, even though we've got lots of evidence that it's ridiculous, uh, we can't even prove through them. But um, uh, I have been very fortunate that Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and uh, another gentleman, another doctor, who's I'm going to send you his book, actually, Tim. I did an interview uh, for him yesterday and um, he, uh, Dr. Cass, and he, I'm just going to give you his surname because I only know him as Dr. Cass. And they want to support me in the States and I will be setting up a fund because we know that PayPal takes it. But now I do have a PayPal account, Kaya Allison Shemarani. It's actually flawlessme at outlook.com. It's, it's the account I use for my business. Patients pay me, but I will be setting up something. And um, I, you know, I'm going through the courts and I am pleading not guilty because I'm not guilty. All of this is, is unlawful. Um, hopefully I won't get my head on a stick, but if I did, that would also be God's God's law, uh, God's will. But um, I'm doing exactly as I should. And when you go on, you know, Dr. Corbett and I, and yourself, Tim, really, but I didn't have any need to speak out. I really didn't. I, I'm, I'm 55, 56 this year. I can get my pension. I've sold my house. I'm buying a house cash. And uh, I had no need to do this. I had a business. I was supporting myself. I had no need to risk everything, but but I did risk it because it's wrong, it's murder, it's it's complete genocide that's coming. And because of that, I instinctively knew what I had to do and what I would do. And I've faced ridicule, I've faced vilification. I I had to stand in front of the panel for the NMC. I don't even want to talk about them. Um, I also you know, I've had my address printed in the Metropolitan Police newspaper. They doxed me. I had a gentleman come to my door. He knocked on my door. He's since been sectioned. I don't believe he was trying to cause me any harm, but um, I've been threatened to be punched in my face by a man in my local supermarket. So I've put myself out there at risk to myself, my physical safety, but also great risk to my reputation and financially. But I don't care. I don't care because ultimately I only have one person that I answer to. And for everyone out there, that you, and I know you, know you know who you are because you watch this and you mock my face, like the fat police officer that stood with her arms folded over a fat gut last week in the church mm. at Passover, at Passover with her back to the altar. And you stood there like you owned it. I would be quaking in my boots that should put the fear of God in you. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, really, I'm really grateful to everyone that is supporting me and do support me financially. That money's not for me. It's to pay, it's to pay for us to fight this mm. while we do have some legal Amen. system. Not all of the system is corrupt. Some of these legal system, these judges, they have kids. 
They have family members. They know what's going on. It's the shirtless dancer. It takes one person to stand up and say no, and then everyone starts to move over, and it tips the balance. It tips the balance. That's exactly right. And um, and just for my kids, my kids have found it really difficult. (laughs) They've fallen out with me, and there's a lot of other stuff going on, and I've kept very quiet about it, but, you know, my ex-husband told my children that they owned my house and my pension, and it caused... And of course they don't, they get it when I die, but uh, it's caused a lot of animosity. So um, I hope that one day my children will see the truth. I've got to go because the barrister is ringing me right now, the lawyer. So thank you for having me. All right. Great to see you, Kate. Thank you. Bye for now. All right. Talk to you soon. And uh, Dr. Corbett, we appreciate you coming on too. Let me... let me let me close out the show here guys you know kate was talking about one person standing up now they're doing they've been doing that every week you hear about what they're doing um and uh and and we appreciate all that they've done but here's the thing you ready to stand up here in the united states you ready to stand with bradley and the sons of liberty well we don't have a menards here down south okay we got lard (laughs) or something i don't know whatever we got but Menards, that's up north for you people up north. Um, I'm not sure if Bethany is in Michigan. I think you guys are in Michigan, um, and Bradley is in Minnesota. This coming week, the Menards will be protested at several locations, from what I understand. But Bradley's going to be at least at one of them. If you have somewhere that you're going to be protesting uh, Menards for their Nazi- the Nazification of Menards, uh, this this command that you wear a mask or you buy one of their masks to purchase their products. One, don't give them any business. That's the first thing. Stop giving them your business. See, they don't understand unless you hit them in the wallet. Okay? They don't, and, and Menards is not going to get government bailout. They're just not going to get it. Yet we're going to carry, actually, Carol Ann, what I want people to do, and I'm just going to throw this out here. We'll, we'll organize it this week. If you are going to a Menards, okay, uh, I'm going to be with uh, Bradley. I'm, sh- I'm sure Sam and I are going to coordinate something together to catch the video there and stream it live. I think they're going for about three hours or something like that. Okay, we're going to stream it live right here, same bat time, same well, different bat channel, same different bat channel. Obviously, we're going to be doing that. Okay, if you are going in your state or your county, wherever your Menards is, and you're not going to be there. Click on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on the contact right at the top of the page. Let me see if I can uh, just bring that up. For those who who um, you know may have a hard time figuring out where this is and everything, you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's a contact button right here. Okay? Click that. And just put in the subject line, Menards uh, Video Stream for Tim. Just put something like that and tell me where you're going to be. Give me a phone number where I can reach you because I only need one from each Menards, okay? And then tell me where you're going to stream it, if it's going to be Facebook or something else or whatever you're going to stream it to. Tell me where it's going to be. I'm going to need a link for it or or your page. We'll have to friend each other or something like that so that I can grab it. And what we're going to do is we're just going to show where the people are showing up and they're protesting what's going on. Remember, sonsoflibertymedia.com, click on the contact there, put in there something like live stream Menards protest for Tim or something like that, and then give me a number, and if you can, grab the URL of your profile wherever you're going to stream that, 
okay, so that I can get a list of them. Now, before we do that, you're going to like this too. Batman and the Rabbit, that's a hat tip to Bethany, uh, <laughs> Batman and the Rabbit will be on next Friday, Lord willing, okay, for the morning show. And uh, we'll be on before all this takes place. I believe it's next Saturday. So if you guys, whatever state you're in, any of this stuff, you send me the stuff. Um, Diana will have uh, is asking what time. I'm not sure because all that stuff happens in the you know central time zone. I'm in Eastern. So I got to get with Bradley. This is something he came up with this week. I'm going to try to get with him today and find out the time frame and everything that's going on there because I'll have to do things an hour later, something like that. We'll have to set the times up. In any case, you guys be sure to send me that stuff because I want to stream as many of these locations as I can. And I want it to be an encouragement to people that the people are standing up, that they are going out and they're saying, we're not going to have this. We're not going to support you in your tyranny. And yes, even businesses can be tyrannical. And, um, and we're going to put it out, and hopefully it's going to go viral. We're going to get it in the article format, so if Facebook wants to try to shut something down, let, knock themselves out. We're going to be on Rumble, Lord willing. We're going to be on Rumble, so we're not going to be um, subservient to Facebook in that. So again, sonsoflibertymedia.com, click on the contact, send me the profile that you're going to stream from. Now listen, um, let me let me give you this right quick too, because I'm in the Facebook jail, Okay. I haven't posted something in two months. And every time it comes up to where they're about to let me off, they start going back through my history and say, oh, you did this and you did that. And that's fine. They, they can do whatever they want to. I mean, they're just, you know, I'm just going to ignore that. We're going to keep pushing forward one way or the other, and we're going to win the day. So Facebook, you keep doing what you're doing, and we're going we're gonna to win the day on this. Now, if you, if you send me a profile on Facebook that you're going to stream to, here's what I want you to do. Facebook.com forward slash C, as in Charlie, and yet that's my first name, Charles. <laughs> you can imagine first and second grade, Charlie Brown, he's a clown, that Charlie Brown. Okay, uh, c.timothybrown, or c.timothy.brown on Facebook, okay? Facebook.com forward slash c.timothy.brown. Friend me if you're going to have a stream up that we can use, Okay. Because I can't friend anybody. I can accept the friend, the friend request, but I can't give them. So if you would, please send me a friend request. That way I can grab it if you're going to be streaming to Facebook. If it's, some, if it's somewhere else, uh, we'll work that out. Just give me a, a, a profile. Give me a phone number. I'll contact you this week. Make sure that we can you know, use your stream. And then when we go live, I'm going to have a whole bunch of stuff out of the way. I'm probably going to be up like <laughs> really early to get that stuff started. Yeah, this is our extended family. For you guys who who have not seen that, uh, let me let me just show them off just a little bit because this was back in January. You know, when I was off the radio, we went up to the mountains. This was the house we stayed in, and um, these are all our kids except for a couple. This is my newest married daughter and her husband now, the Quins, and this is his brother. He's also with one of my daughters here. Uh, boyfriend girlfriend thing this is my oldest daughter uh, tori and her husband and this is me and my wife and the rest are the little brownies and uh, so uh but in any case you guys do that send me the stuff and i will be sure to get it out um and you guys feel free to share it look if let me tell you this if you don't have a share button 
on Facebook because I know they're doing this purposely. If you don't have a share button, when you pull it up, take the URL of where we stream, even if it's the radio show, whatever, take the URL, it's in the top little bar there that you type in, grab that and stick it on your page. We'll just stick it back in Facebook's face, okay? Well, there's always, there's another way to scan a a cat, right? That's what they said, whatever. Um, There's always ways that we can do it. So let them be the tyrants that they are, and we're going to deal with them one way or the other, and that's another way we can deal with them. So next week, next Saturday, stay tuned for the Menards protest. Get me your streams. Uh, again, I only need really one from each area, but maybe I'll, I'll get a backup in case somebody's battery dies. Up. Charge those batteries up. Have them ready to go because it's going to be two or three hours from what I understand. Uh, do you got that black cloud? Over here? <laughs> um, I, I don't know what that means uh, there, Stuffy, but uh, maybe I do. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, in any case, we're going to stream that live. Get in touch with us. And uh, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, sonsoflibertymedia.com. You want to know where to go? Sonsoflibertymedia.com. That's where he's going to be. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Kirsty will be with us. And you're going to hear all this stuff that Kate gave us a little taste of at that time. Till then, see ya.